Yo, yo, yo. What's going on with everybody? Keith Ferrante here. How's everybody doing? Just thinking about uh, a journey in breaking poverty with people of influence and wealth. A lot of times we don't think people of influence and wealth have poverty, but it's just a different version of poverty. It's something I learned many years ago, and as I'm on this call right now, it's 1010, which is John 1010. That's always come to my mind. John 1010, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give life in that to the full, or that to abundance. Abundance. God's plan is for abundance. But oftentimes, whether we're poor or rich, we can still have a poverty spirit. And I remember when I was over in Singapore years ago, and I was ministering to millionaires and people of uh, attorneys and government leaders and doctors, and God really opened up some significant doors there as I was just going on this journey of learning to walk with people of influence and. Um, and I, you know, just, I'd done some work with my wife and I, we'd done work in the Philippines, third world country. And then we were in Singapore, 30% of the culture's millionaires and totally two different ecosystems. But I found the same poverty spirit in both. It just showed up differently. And I remember I was doing this, this one, uh, I was doing a bunch of, bunch of meetings over there. I would meet with, I'd do some preaching and training and then I would meet with, people of influence uh, in outside of those meetings for meals and pe at people's houses and all that kind of stuff. It was a really great adventure. I love, I love the Singaporean people. And, but I, uh, there, there was a desperation that was rising up in them to hear what God was saying because they didn't know his voice for themselves. And it, you know, it began to really just drain me. And I'm, I, I'm super gracious and I try to, I love people. I love to serve people and help people get breakthrough. And and so, uh, and, you know, I love to pour into people. I love to prophesy into people and the right people. You know, like you have an assignment uh, and you need to be around the people you're you're supposed to be speaking into. It's like just like a business person. You don't you're not doing business with everybody in the whole entire planet. You you have a specific market, and so I. But, but you know, I'm, I'm being pulled on by people of wealth and they're giving me s some dollars. They would, they would just, in their culture, you know, they, they bring a gift. And I, uh, at least at that level, and I, and I really appreciated that. That was, that was a blessing to me. But also, there was an expectation of, you know, me prophesying over them. And I was just learning about strings and having, not having unhealthy strings attached relationally. And... Uh, like, hey, I'm going to give you the money. You're gonna, you're gonna help me understand what God is saying for me, even if, even if it's not someone. Like sometimes we think of that as sort of an impure thing, but let's just say that's pure. But it's still got some glitches in it. <clears throat> and so, as I was just really just trying my best to serve the the grace of the prophetic. There's different times I've traveled to nations, and the Lord's like, "You're going to serve," and I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "You're going to serve the prophetic." What's the prophetic? It's it's what God is saying. It's how it's what God is saying about people's future, 
Of course, the word of knowledge is what God is saying about people's past, really. And, and discernment of spirits is what God's saying about the current spirit presently. The, the spiritual realm that's in a person, around a person, good, bad, ugly. All three of those become really a part of what we would call the prophetic. But it's, it's a super powerful uh, gift that God gave, Holy Spirit gave. It's a part of God's ecosystem in building up the church, building up the saints, and helping entrepreneurs advance. But there just came a maxing out point where I remember I was being pulled on everywhere I went. And even to the point of like, I remember one day I went into the bathroom and and it was at a, it was at a church venue, and then somebody was like, "Oh man, do you have a word for me in the bathroom?" And <laughs> I, I don't even judge people for that level of hunger and desperation because I used to be that way as well. And, and I love the word of the Lord, and I'll pursue it. But it was like there was something so unhealthy about it, and the Lord just like get in the back room. I went in the back room, and I was looking out the window. I remember exactly where I was, and the Lord's like, "This cannot be fixed by another prophecy." They need a revelation of Philippians 4. And, and he took me to Philippians 4. Um, let me find it right now. It's super, everybody, you should know it. Uh, I, let's see here. Where, where are we here? I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. This is Philippians 4, 11 and beyond. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, through him who gives me strength. I so love that. I can do all things. And he said, this need cannot be fixed by another prophecy. They need a revelation of Jesus. And I know that sounds so cliche sometimes for all of us. Now, every one of us, including myself, has had a big journey with the poverty spirit. So this is not shooting pot shots at anybody because my own journey and it, and it keeps coming up. The poverty spirit. What does the poverty spirit say? I don't have enough. What does the orphan spirit say? I am not enough. But what does Christ say? You're enough in me. You have enough in me. Now it's so oftentimes we, we don't really get to catch the essence of these messages because we hear them, these messages so often during an offering. It's like, my God, a supplier, he needs, all right, come on, give. I'm like, okay, let's just break it apart. Break it away from the, the offering expectation and just sit on the revelation of whether I have little or much, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now, I've had to learn in the seasons of little, what do you do in the season of little to not be in a poverty mindset? Because poverty is not about how much you have. Some people think, oh, I got a million bucks, not in poverty. Some people think, oh man, I got 30 bucks in my bank account. I must be in poverty. No, poverty is not about the dollar amount. It's about the mindset. I have seen people with super simple lives that just, that's just the life that they want to live. And that's, they're good people. They're, their house is super basic. It's like backwoodsy. They got a, you know a, a shed full of canned goods that they've themselves canned. They're like, like they, they were just raised in a very simple fashion, and it's beautiful. And I saw some of them were the most generous. And I and then I would see some folks with a lot of wealth, and they are very they were very like should I give should I not give? They would leverage every dollar to you know like I want to make sure. 
this is being used usefully. And, and you know what? Honestly, I don't judge either version because I understand why the business person wants to be very fruitful. But on, on all honesty, every person on the planet needs to learn to be a good steward. Is this a good investment for my dollars? It's not a poverty spirit. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to give. Ah, ah. It's like, is this a good investment? Is this good soil? And I'm not even talking about offerings. I'm talking about, should I invest in this, in this, you know, in this business? I want to grow this business. I want to, I want to, I want to like, there, there's this business person. I want to invest in this business person. I want like, is that good soil? Is that person someone good to work with? Do they have the character? Do they have the competence? Is there chemistry with us? Is there combative? compatibility with us is there is there a calling there like they they, they kind of you you every person should test but i'm speaking kind of right now to people of uh, um executives people of influence whether you're in the business space or the political space or it, you know in the in the movie space or like or even even church space like if you have like that authority like sometimes we get super very like okay Every dollar is strategic, strategic, strategic. And I think there's sometimes we've got to like, that's good. And then there's sometimes we've got to just go like the Lord, some, you know, the, the spirit of mammon, spirit, you know, Jesus said, hey, you can either worship me or mammon. It wasn't just me or money, it was mammon. But money is a part of mammon. And what is what does mammon spirit to me say? I mean, I know there's probably more, but to me, what does it say? I only make a decision if it matches my money values and what I want my money to be going for, and if I have enough money, or if, if I feel like the money's extra. So like a, a mammon spirit is always connecting every decision we make to money and, 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 the, and the strategicness of it. Whereas being in the kingdom of God, and he's our God, sometimes he will tell us to do something and it's irrational. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't look like good soil. There's been times the Lord's had me to give to somebody and it's like, they're going to be a screwball with it. They're not going to take it and put that money in a good place, but you're supposed to do it still. I'm thankful for the people invested in me when I was in poverty and all I was doing was in survival and their dollars went to surviving, not to investing into my future. I'm thankful that God, those were little kisses from heaven when I still could not see that I was in poverty, that God still cared for me. And that was generous people that saw something in me that was of worth investing in. And then there's times where people have invested in me and they've said, Keith, I want you to take these dollars and I want you to grow this part of your business. And I don't, you know, I don't want you to use this over here, over there. And I've been thankful for that as well. But I've learned to be content in little in, in, in or in plenty, in want, in, in plenty or in want, whether well fed or hungry, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. What does that mean when you have little? When you are truly broken free of a poverty spirit, and let me tell you something you can be a millionaire, billionaire, making a hundred thousand bucks, it, 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 it doesn't matter wherever. The money you have can be enough or not enough, it's a mindset. You can have 10 million dollars. And you still have this fear, it's not enough, it's not enough. I don't know if I, because you know what you do? You keep elevating your lifestyle. And then you're like, it's not enough. I got to go to the next level. And that's why the Lord instituted into the entrepreneur world. 
he really instituted it into the Hebrew people because they were entrepreneurial. They were hard workers and they still are. And there are some, some amazing business people in that, uh, in, in, in the Israel people, the Jewish people. And um, he said, hey, I need to introduce rest. I need you to have a rest day. I need to Sabbath rest. One day a week. And then, you know, in, in Hebrews, he talks about a, a lifestyle of rest, a mindset of rest. But he instituted a rest. Why? Because entrepreneurs can get into a poverty spirit. I need more. I need more. I need more. And, it, and you could be making a lot of money, but it's actually being driven by fear. I don't have enough. Fear of scarcity. I might lose. Remember, remember, remember the guy that stored up you know, in barns and filled his barns and, and he created another barn. And, and then the Lord's you know, like, hey, this is not the way. And his life, he, he lost his life. And he's like, hey, don't, you know, don't, don't store up, store up, store up and not be rich towards heaven. Now, I think there's, there's something really powerful about storehouses and savings and, and investment and wealth. And there's people that are doing that from faith. And there's people that are doing that from a poverty spirit, which is from fear. And we just have to know because it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's not about how many dollars we have. It's about the mindset we have because you can come out of extreme poverty, which I came out of a lot of poverty. And I, 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 I'm thankful for what I had growing up. God bless me. And, and, and I, I got so much. I got like a set apart life to Jesus. I mean, I wouldn't give the world for what I got. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for my walk with Jesus, my family, my grandparents, my parents, my my great-grandparents. I mean, I thank the Lord almost daily for my family, my family line, the richness that I received in the kingdom of God, in, a, in, in, in being set apart, in being pure morally, in, in loving Jesus. And I mean, in being a man of prayer and worship and being trained in that by my family, I feel so rich, so, so rich. I'm rich. I'm not poor in the spirit. Woo! Now, I know that you need to be poor in the spirit. Scripture says when you're poor in the spirit, you're rich in faith. But this is not that conversation. I am poor in the spirit in that way. There's a humility about my life. It's like Jesus really is about you. I don't want to be arrogant in what you've given me. There really is a poor spirit. That's okay. But I, I, and I, I had a richness in my walk with the Lord that was beautiful. It's not a lack of surrender with the Lord. It's not an arrogance. It's a dependence. I lean on Jesus. But I had a poverty in my finances and I had a poverty in my identity and in my value of myself. And you know what, guys? When you have a poverty mindset, it often manifests as pride. So in some ways, I remember being, uh, you know, early on when we were pastoring, we we uh, qualified for government cheese. And so it's like, in uh, milk and, you know, bread. So I'd have my wife go down there. I was too ashamed to go stand in that line or, or use the coupons at the store or whatever. So she would do that because even though I was poor in dollars, I had, I wanted to present that I was uh, the pastor, a man of faith. And you know what? We had some faith because we had some miracles that God would reveal financially. He would He led us in the first season with miracles financially, and we learned His faithfulness. And then He began to show us, you know what, Keith, you're living at a poverty level faith. Like your faith, it always rescues you, and God rescues you and brings you out. It's kind of like the disciples. They're they're crying out in the boat and they're asking God to rescue them, and He rescues them, and then 
he rebukes them for the lack of faith. Like we, we were getting rescued, but then the Lord's like, hey, this, this faith is kind of on the low end here. And so it's like he gave us an invitation. We got to come up higher, not to just live on the checks in the mail, the gifts and surprises, the rescuing, the like just stepping out and believing that money would come. And, and sometimes it came and sometimes it didn't. And, and, but we did learn God's faithfulness. I learned how to be thankful during those seasons and rejoice and celebrate in the season of little. I learned in the season of little, God was enough. I learned to celebrate and jump around and laugh and praise the Lord and remember the testimony. So he built a culture of joy inside of me in that season of little. But then in that season of little, he began to, so I want to, I want us to take you to the season of much. You've experienced the season of little. Now I want to transition to the season of much. And you got to think differently because it's a different mindset. Season of little means I got enough for my daily bread. But God's not just the God of enough. He's the God of the abundance. The God of more than the enough. Woo! Some of us have found him in the God of the enough. He's the God of the more than the enough. And you know the beautiful thing is he's the God of the more than enough. But he doesn't want us to have a poverty spirit that says, I got to have more. I got to have more. I got to have more. That's why he says be content. That's why he throws in contentment the key of contentment there's literally a grace on that like be content with what you have there's this interesting balance between the pressing for more the entrepreneurial grace that deuteronomy's 818 he's given us power to create wealth and confirm the covenant like there is this spirit inside of us that god has given that is a wealth creator that's an increaser because he wants his kingdom to advance and it starts with understanding multiplication of your dollars and your talents and your resources and learning to increase that and not just survive and hold on. Poverty, hold on. Like I said, you can be super, have no money and you can have a lot of money and be holding on and you can have a poverty spirit. It's about the generosity, but it's not always like a give everything away. It's about, it's there is a strategicness about it. But there is, the greater thing in, in not being under a mammon spirit is like, I don't make decisions based on money. I make decisions based on walking with the Holy Spirit and listening to the Lord. And there's so many times where the Lord has asked Heather and I, even in houses, I, I want you to step out for this house. There's a promise of a new house. There's a promise of a new house. And it never for us matched our financial current capacity. It was always beyond. And even, even in this last season, we were looking at houses and we were like, okay, this is where, this is sort of where our financial capacity is, but the house felt like last season's house. It was like last season's house. It wasn't a thing of we're not content and grateful for whatever, but it's like there's this is there's an invitation here. I, I think sometimes we daydream and it's like, oh, I love that mansion. And that maybe that's a little bit too far out there. It's like, okay, here's here's a stretch for you. This is gonna require you to actually trust the Lord, not money. Now, some people, God gives them the money and then they invest it. Other people God gives them the dream and then they have to grow the dollars to match the dream. And that's how oftentimes the Lord's dealt with Heather and I. It's like, here's a promise. And we're like, well, we don't have dollars. And we've learned, do not think dollars, think dreams. Not pipe dreams. You test your dreams with other people. Sometimes people push back. Oh, I don't know. I think, you know, that might be a little bit out of your, out of your, out of your price range. And in certain times, that was a good word of wisdom. Like, hey, we were living... We were just thinking, oh, we'll step out and God will provide. And, and it's like, okay, he rescued us sometimes, but then it was like we started finding it, it, was, it was not the way that God wanted us to do. 
Sometimes he met us, and other times if we stepped out and he didn't, what happened? It went on a credit card. That wasn't that wasn't a healthy way to do it. And then eventually your credit card compounds, and it's like, okay, God, obviously I don't understand how this realm works. And then it's like, throw the credit card right now. I'm not going to make decisions based on my credit card. I got to make decisions. I'm going to step forward and trust in the Lord. And, and now I can use my credit card because I get points and I pay it off and all that. That's a different use of the credit card. So it's such a journey, guys, with the Lord. But the whole thing is about dependence with the Lord. The whole thing is about learning to listen to the Lord. The whole thing is about being being poor in spirit. Like, Lord, I am. I am. I'm not the rich one with you. I need you. But being wealthy in the things of the kingdom, wise and understanding what God is doing, but then humble before the Lord. Humble yourself before the Lord so he'll lift you up. It's like, Humility before the Lord will continually uh, it will release just continual grace and favor and, and, and promotion and open doors. And then, but we don't want a poverty, a, a poverty spirit over here where we're just like, I don't have enough. So whether you're rich, whether you got a lot of dollars, whether you got a few dollars, just ask yourself that question today. Like, am I am I operating? In a poverty spirit. Am I holding on to my dollars? Am I thinking I got to do more? Remember the Lord gave the rest. Why did he give the rest? He said, I want you to stop. I want you to be thankful. Even for a day. Now he wants it to be a lifestyle. I want you to learn to live a lifestyle of thanks and gratitude and contentment. I have to remind myself. Because I'm in an entrepreneurial culture and I'm an entrepreneur. And it's like you want to go for the more. You're pushing for the more. But I have to stop and say, thank you, Lord. Wow, you're so good to me. The blessings that I have. Thank you for where I'm at right now. You're such a... Let's do that right now. Let's just thank him. Thank you so much, Lord. You began a good work. You will complete it. You've provided. You've taken care of us. We're blessed. We have so many beautiful things. We have such a good family, Lord. You've blessed me. And I know there's more. I know you actually give us an invitation for the more, but we it's the balance of the more and, and the contentment of where we're at. We've got to always be asking the Lord, should we be in that place of rest and contentment or should we be pressing? Because... Either, either side, sometimes you rest and then it moves to like laziness. It moves to just uh, hope to get rescued. And, and it's like, and then, you know, some of us are working, 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 and it moves to toil. It moves to poverty. I need more. I need more. I don't have enough. I am not enough. It's like, no, you're enough. So right now we just embrace that we're enough. In Christ, we're enough. In Christ, we have enough. Thank you, Lord. I can do all things through Christ. That strengthens me. Forgive us. Forgive me. Forgive each one of us for a poverty spirit. Lord, where we've embraced a thinking that says there's not enough in your kingdom, Father. Forgive us. And forgive us for not thinking that you're, you're the most incredibly good, Father. You're so good. And whether we have little or much, there's always abundance in you. We thank you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have an amazing day. I hope this was a blessing to you. We'll be talking again soon.